Hey hey Finlanders this is Anish Nandelike and this podcast would be focused on personal finance entrepreneurship and freelancing from the perspective of millennials so subscribe to my channel i assure you it's going to be a fun fun journey i've seen a lot of you are confused about the process it's because there are so many mutual funds jargons being thrown at you and things like that which makes it a very very confusing thing that is to choose a mutual fund तो आज वी विल मेक इट सिंपल आई विल ब्रेक इट डाउन इन टू फोर सिंपल स्टेप्स पीपल हु ऑलरेडी हैव अ म्यूचुअल फंड इफ यू वॉन्ट अ डाइवर्सिफाई देन दिस सेशन माइट हेल्प यू आई डोंट नो इफ यू गाइज न्यू दिस बट देर आर ओवर टू थाउजेंड फाइव हंड्रेड म्यूचुअल फंड एंड चूजिंग वन इज डेफिनेटली नॉट ईजी इट इज लाइक ट्राइंग टू शॉप फॉर अ टी शर्ट और ड्रेस ऑनलाइन वेर इन यू हैव टू चूज फ्रॉम थाउजेंड ऑफ ऑप्शन एंड एमेजॉन और एनी एनी वेबसाइट फॉर दैट मैटर डजेंट मेक इट ईजी फॉर यू लेट से यू गो टू गो टूव मेड अ चॉइस यू हैव ऑलमोस्ट मेड अ चॉइस यू आर अबाउट टू हिट दैट बाई बटन बट नो एमेजॉन इज लाइक ओह someone who check this also like this ye bhi dekh lo then uska niche hoga oh these are the most uh, well rated products for the product type you are looking for so you have all, almost made a choice then they tease you with all these other options and then then it becomes an an infinite loop where you keep clicking clicking colors dekhte ho style dekhte ho and you end up not making a choice now that is okay kyunki it's a dress when when you have to and you need a dress you will figure out to get a dress but if that happens when it comes to your financial decision i mean if you delay your investment process uh, by like 5 uh, 5 months or 3 months or one year you're losing that compounding effect right so it's very important that you get started asap but with the finlanial approach we will break it down into a very simple four step process first choose the type of fund listen to this carefully there are three types of fund you can choose from so let's say we have 2500 funds now in our step 1 we are going to choose if you would want to go for an index fund equity fund debt fund or an hybrid fund when you choose one type of fund you are naturally narrowing down your options from 2500 it will come to maybe like 200 300 400 this is step 1 equity funds pretty straightforward the fund manager will invest into stocks what does that mean stocks meaning means higher volatility in short it is good for long term wealth generation wherein you shouldn't really be uh, dependent on that money for 5 plus years shouldn't touch it you should keep the sip on two debt funds debt funds is where the money is invested into bonds bonds matlab loans loans matlab you giving out money to corporates or you giving out money to government it is called as sovereign bonds or corporate bonds or ye bonds ye wo bonds etc what are the key features here the volatility is super less why because whenever you are lending there is a fixed interest say like 8% 7% 6% and the variation even though bonds are traded in the market the variation is not as wild as a stock ideally debt funds are that they're well suited for the short term right then if you're someone who wants a mix of both key liquid fund equity fund debt fund and all i want a mix of everything that's when you go for hybrid funds you know there are hybrid cars electric features and then there there is the mechanical aspect similarly why because it's a mixture of one or more things that that's the meaning of the term hybrid similarly in mutual funds 
when equity and debt funds are mixed it could be 60% equity 40% debt 40% debt or 60% equity again it's completely on you you can choose funds based on the uh, allocation they make you can go for hybrid funds obviously the returns will be varying depending on the allocation and finally there is something called as etf etfs are exchange traded funds which means here the fund manager will invest into indices indices could be nifty 50 sensex 500 so it's a collection of stocks in an index and also here the funds are not actively managed what is the meaning of not actively managed the dude doesn't constantly keep tinkering with the allocation he just invest in the index and then forgets about it when i say not actively managed passively again i've 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 thrown thrown more jargons at you what does that mean to you it means that an actively managed fund it would have more expenses so the term is called expense ratio and then they also might have higher returns than indices because they're actively managed might i'm saying might pay attention to this because some sometimes some of the mutual funds have not given more returns than index funds which is why some people are now looking towards index funds right but expense ratio is the main difference between these two funds is it simple now have you understood the four different types i mean when when i say types what are the implications of the types like as in why equity funds equity funds matlab long term debt funds matlab short term hybrid is a mixture of both etfs is for someone with less uh, etfs has less lesser expense ratio so i i hope that you guys are clear what is step 2 choose the type of allocation in the funds let's say you have decided to opt for an equity fund now equity fund is again divided differentiated based on the type of stocks that they invest in you guys do know that there are different types of stocks in the market right there is something called as a small cap stock large cap stock mid cap stock what is the metric they are called as small mid or large cap it is based on the market cap for people who don't know what is market cap in simple terms it is the number of shares in the market into the market price of that stock if the fund manager chooses the majority of the funds to be in a large cap company or large cap stocks then you would you would see in the title large cap stock for example axis large cap direct equity fund it means that the majority of allocation is into large cap stock similarly if the allocation is towards mid cap and small cap then you they would be called as mid cap and small cap funds respectively but again as human beings there is a tendency for us to have a mixture of all so there are multi cap funds too which means there is allocation towards multiple sect uh, multiple stocks of different capitalizations it could be a mixture of large and mid mid and small small and large finally there is one more class of funds that i'm seeing recently it is called as sectoral bets what is the meaning of sectoral bets let's say the fund invest into pharma stocks only then it will be called as a pharma fund let's say the dude is big on it then it will be called as the it fund or a tech fund now a lot of uh, jargons thrown at you let me simplify and tell ki what what does it mean or what do these terms mean large cap are huge as companies which means their growth will be pretty stagnant right let's say a company which is already making a revenue of say 50000 crores in a year the odds of them growing at the rate of 15 20 25% isn't it unlikely i mean they are making their money but in terms of growth because their benchmark is already high it's at 50000 crores but what it also means that they're well guarded against inflation recession and things like this right 
meaning let's say there is a bad event happening in the country or the world or globally these companies are not affected much by it which is why people who do want to take a lot of risk and are okay with a decent return let's say a return of 15 16% then they go for large cap funds if you're someone aggressive and young especially if you're young because i see volatility as a factor of time so if you're young then you can obviously opt for mid and small cap funds because they the the growth potential of these companies is much much higher when the growth potential is higher what it means is your returns from the fund or the stock is going to be higher i mean it's a straightforward thing right there's a direct correlation between the growth of the stock and the returns that you'd be getting i don't want you to just by heart the terms and oh small cap means big companies uh, sorry small company large cap means large company i want you to connect and understand key what it what it means in terms of returns and risk flexi cap is again it's a mixture of multiple type of stocks step 3 look into the metrics now again i don't want you to be super confused because there are 100 other metrics when you look into the mutual funds some of the important things that you need to be aware of let's say you have decided that the, the type of fund the type of allocation into funds etc and now you have you have like 10 15 mutual funds now you can choose based on metric what are some metrics very important the historic performance of the fund now people who are new year please don't go by the one year performance because they're they're all going to be fancy why do i say fancy it's going to be like 15% it's going to be like 50% 60% 100% oh you'll be like mera paisa ek saal mein double wow you would be disappointed because this return the base year was last year and we all know what happened last year the markets crashed and so if you're checking the one year returns of mutual funds it will usually be higher that is 50 to 100% so i suggest you to look into the 3 5 year on or all time return and then again decide large caps will usually be in the range 15 to 18 mid caps will be 18 to 20 and sm- some small cap funds give you like 20 20 25 plus sorry 20 to 22 23 and then what are the other things you need to look at look into the exit load because some funds will be like boss if you exit or redeem the funds before 6 months you'll have to pay an exit exit load of 1% which means let's say the redeem when you redeem the money that you are getting the nav into the number of units is 50000 you'll have to pay 1% of that as exit load what is 1% of 50000 500 rupees so that is the exit load expense ratio is the fee that you are paying for the fund to manage your fund i told you right active versus passive so it again ranges from a point to to some people charge 1.5% so it's very important that you look into the expense ratio because it can eat into your profits you will not know this because it is all factored into the nav and then you might not get a track of it but it essentially means that if the fund has a return an annual cagr of 18% or 19% and if the expense ratio is 1.5% it means that your total return is 18 minus 1.5 16.5 expense ratio will be very less in etf why because this fund manager would invest into an index of stocks and he won't play around with that much it is not actively managed which is why the expense ratio is usually very very less compared to actively man- managed funds no do no, you don't have to go blindly with the fame of the fund manager why should you trust a person when we have data which is why looking into the historical fund performance is the most important metric for you guys because data will never lie 
the 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 person might be popular and all that but if the person is not delivering you returns it doesn't i don't give jack shit about the name right for me if a fund is 3 5 years old then i can see that what is the performance the fund has given in the past 5 years that essentially tells me how good the fund manager is because i believe data more than a person so that's about the debate of fund versus fund manager versus returns do look into the historic performance fund age lock in period expense ratio exit load and then there is one more factor called nav nav is the net asset value when you buy an infosys stock you know that you are paying 5 you know that you are paying 1200 or 300 for one stock but in mutual funds how do you know the price that you are paying for the mutual fund or one unit of the mutual fund so it is an average of all the stocks and the uh, weighted weighted averages they have and then there is one single metric which tells you ki how much are you paying for one unit of that mutual fund so let's say nav is 20 rupees and uh, when you enter a, a mutual fund and you invest 1000 tell can you tell me how much units are you getting from that mutual fund 1000 rupees is what you are investing one unit is 20 bucks so it is 1000 divided by 20 so how many units are you getting here you are getting 50 units so why is that important let's say you keep accumulating units you keep accumulating units and after 10 15 12 years 12 15 years you are going to redeem it and you have like let's say 50000 units so how much money will you get when you redeem it is the number of units that you have 50000 into the nav at that point in time simple step 4 choose a platform and mode of investment a lot of you guys asked what is sip what is lump sum and all that so we are getting on to that before now i told you step 1 2 3 now there is a very easy way of doing all this why take the tension of you know you searching and all that go to et money or grow i i think i i started with grow right but uh, i'm leaning towards et money more now why because they have segregated the funds the way i explained it to you it's nicely categorized based on the type of fund large mid cap sectoral even debt funds are nicely categorized so the decision making process becomes very very easy for you platform i personally used when i say personal use maine account karke nahi choda hai udhar i personally hold mutual funds here two platforms that i have tested grow and i've tested et money i like grow because it also gives me options to buy stocks and uh, gold bonds sgb and i like et money specifically for e, uh, mutual funds because the info is beautifully displayed and it's much easier for me to make a choice so these are my two platform recommendations now let's get to the mode of investment do i go to the sip row do i go to the lump sum row now i know most of you guys are just starting out you are either 18 20 22 25 so let's say your income is not stable okay that is you cannot shell out 1000 bucks recommendation number 1 my personal favorite way of investing into mutual funds is sip matlab no matter what guys make it a habit to save 500 rupees no matter what now if you don't figure out a way to save 500 rupees you got to work on yourself figure out a way make it a habit somehow i don't know you have to save on your travel anyways we don't travel much save on that sub- subscription save on the pocket money you get and make it a habit to save 500 from today every month and let's say you're a freelancer and there is instable instability in terms of the money that you do then as soon as you hit say like 5000 rupees go to that sip and invest lump sum into it 
most of the sips have a lump sum barrier of 5000 but sip is usually some of them have 100 500 keep that going no matter what and whenever you have that excess cash go and invest through the lump sum route so i want you to make it a habit let your investment be the dual way that is sip plus lump sum and the platform is grow and et money and if you want more additional research along with et money you can use ticker tape but ideally see the process the whole idea of this session is to make it super simple again i don't want you to go into four or five platforms and then again get confused so i personally think et money is more than sufficient for you to get the data that you need to make a choice and then make use of this framework on that note i'm done with today's session i hope it was useful to you guys